Welcome back to Cancer Actually Fucking Sucks. I'm your host, Maddie Pollack, Hodgkin's lymphoma survivor and integrative nutrition health coach for cancer survivors. This week's guest is Justin Sedon, an acute lymphoblastic leukemia and kidney cancer survivor. Justin is also a Marine whose mission has been to influence and motivate other people with cancer by showing them that anything is possible. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share this podcast with anyone you think may find comfort in our stories. Hi, Justin. Welcome hey, Maddie. to Cancer Actually Fucking Sucks. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thanks for having We're me. We're international over here. You're in Japan. I know. You're Miss Worldwide now, like Pitbull. I know. <laughs> I'm so happy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so excited to talk to you. And I can't, I'm so happy to have you share your story. Um, so we can start with the beginning of the story, um, sure. the cancer story. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So you were diagnosed with acute lymphoblastic leukemia. That was the first cancer type you had. Um, when was that? How old were you? And, you know, kind of like, how'd you figure it out? So I was, uh, it was 2001. I was 13. Mm. And, um, oh, okay. yeah. And I, I don't know, like I just was getting really, really tired really easily, like out of breath, like super winded, um mm. and i remember because like I, I was getting a little bit older it was my birthday is september 24th so i turned 13 and I, like even at my birthday party i was like super tired yeah and my family like let me have like a little more freedom so i was able to ride my razor scooter like a little bit further and i like yeah i couldn't go back home because i was so tired i was like oh, they're wow. never gonna let me do this again like you know 13 year old problems right yeah right so um I happened to go to my grandparents' house for like a dinner or something. And they're like, oh, you, you know, he looks a little yellow. Um, mm. And we all thought maybe like Lyme disease or something. Uh, maybe I was yeah. bit by a tick. And then I heard my mom say, you know, and like kind of like while she's talking to my grandpa, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll keep him home from school tomorrow and we'll go to the doctor. And in my head, I was like, this is awesome. Whatever the outcome yeah, is, I'm right. not going to school tomorrow. So this is great. Right? That was always the best. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like this is like a snow day in, in you know, in summer. So yeah. uh <laughs> So we, and like, there were other things leading up to it, right? Like I would go out shopping or something with my mom and I'd be like, mm-hmm. I would have to like hang all over her because I, I, I didn't have the energy to stand. And she thought wow, like, okay. everyone just kind of thought I was like, you know, maybe going through puberty and like more tired and like things like that. Like who, who, like yeah. who, who suspects that? Right. Um, no, never. Right. And we went to my pediatrician and uh he did a, a blood test and i i dr goldblum was his name and i think he saved my life hands down because he like was like hey it's gonna take three days for these results to come back but i think you should go to the er and get results right away because oh, wow. it, you know this is like a this is back in the day so lab results took a couple of days when you weren't at like a mm. hospital so yeah. did he like, just like have a feeling or yeah and that's one thing like I, I don't know if my mom remembers. I have to ask her. And, you know, full mm-hmm. disclosure, a lot of this stuff, it's been a long time. I was trying to get in touch yeah. with the hospital to get my medical records to see, like, what was some of the actual hard truths of, like, some of the things that happened, like, my blood count-wise and things like that. So right. if I'm off on some of it, you know, if anyone's listening yeah, no, to I'm sure me, it's I apologize. Hard. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, I'm sure it's hard. I can't remember everything from right. two, two, three years ago. So, right. so um, we he called ahead to a hospital that's about 45 minutes away. And it was just, it was funny. My mom takes me, she's playing it cool. And maybe he told my mom something at that point. 
that like she was tipped, but she did she played it cool, right? Yeah. So we went to hospital and it was funny because like we couldn't find the ER. And I'm like mm. so tired walking laps around this hospital. And yeah. <laughs> and so we get there and they're like, Oh, your doctor called ahead, go in this room. And they like, no waiting room, shut the door. Wow, I love this leave. doctor. He was like very yeah. Oh, he was he was on it. My mom was kind of in and out because doctors weren't coming in the room. Um, mm-hmm. Because uh, what I learned later is because my counts were so low. That's what they were concerned about. Oh, so okay. they locked me in this room. And I remember even once opening the door and being like, and like trying, I just had to pee or something. And they're like, oh, no, no, shut the yeah. door, shut the door. Like they were so strict oh, wow. opening the door, right? Yeah. So my, we're sitting there waiting. And uh, my mom is in the room with me. And I think I realized something bad happened when my dad showed up, right? Mm. My dad worked in the city. My parents are divorced, but got along great. And my dad mm. worked in the city and he always like was home at like kind of the same time, but it was like 10 a.m. on a Monday and he shows mm. up and there was like, you could tell he was like upset. And I was like, right. oh boy, whatever's about to happen, this isn't good. And we still don't yeah. know anything yet, right? Yeah. So uh, doctors are coming in and out. They're very strict about like, if I had to use a bathroom, I had to wear a mask. And I'm like, I'm 13, so obviously, like, that's a pretty vain time for any kid. So I'm like, I don't want to wear a mask. People are going to stare totally, at me. Totally, yeah. Like, you like know, embarrassed. Yeah, yeah, I was embarrassed. Like, um, and this other doctor came in, Dr. Parker, and mm-hmm. he, what I noticed immediately about him was that, like, he had, like, I think it was, like, Sesame Street figures on his white coat. Like, he was a, a pediatric doctor. And I was like, this mm-hmm. guy's different. He's not just, like, the standard ER doctor. Oh, okay. And they're like, okay, like we're gonna take some blood, uh, or we we looked at your blood. The next step is a bone marrow biopsy and a spinal tap. And oh wow! My mom and I and I swear she did it as a way to like kind of break the ice. She goes, "Yeah, are we thinking leukemia?" And I'm like, "Where did that come from?" Yeah. So uh, she he says, "We don't know. We won't know until we do these tests." Mm. So I was like, "Okay." And in my head, like I had a second or two to process this. And I'm like, um, the only thing I know about leukemia is in third grade, they have you read a book, and at least in my school system, Sadako and the Thousand Paper Cranes. Have you ever heard of it? Oh, I don't think, yeah, no, I don't think we read it. So it's a girl who, I think she lived near Hiroshima, gets leukemia mm-hmm. from the nuclear blast. And she's told, like, it's like a, like a, a wife said, like, if you make a thousand mm-hmm. origami cranes, you can make a wish. And like, she's like, I'm going to make a thousand cranes. And it's like a thing. It's a yeah. big thing in Japan, weirdly enough. Right. Right. Um, and that is so, yeah, that is crazy. actually. Right. So she, yeah. but she doesn't make it and she dies. So I'm like, damn, like, if she oh, didn't God. make it, like, what the hell am I doing now? I what can't even make a crane. The, yeah. What was the moral of that story? I don't know. I don't know. Like, like, I don't know. Like, Hey, keep trying. It might work out. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, so that was like what you had in your mind. In my mind, I'm like, oh, I'm just like Sadako. Like, yeah. <laughs> so they they take me upstairs, and um, the yeah, they're like hurdle that like I, it's the same thing, like embarrassment. Not that there's anything wrong with this, but in my head, they're like, hey, you are not allowed to walk upstairs. You have to wear a mask, a gown, and a wheelchair. We're going to take you through like a special area because of mm. how susceptible I was to germs. I was like, no, no, I'm going to walk. And Mm. and they're like, no, no, like you're going to get in this chair. So (laughs) I go up and um, I get into the oncology ward and I, and I could tell, I think like my mom was probably being a little protective over like what I saw because it was a pediatric oncology ward. 
So she mm. didn't like before we knew she didn't want me to have any doubts and like mess me up before I need to because it could have by some miracle been something else. Right. Right. So like either way, we were rushed to the room because I was uh, it's called I don't know if it's a universal term, but neutropenic because my counts were so low. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I was in like a special room that had like only one one bed, which was awesome, right? That the air circulation was different, so that mm. I didn't get any germs. But I have like a really, I don't want to say aggressive, but a big family, right? And there was like, okay. hey, you can only have two people. Man, the day the results came in, there was nineteen people in that room. Oh <laughs> my gosh! <So>, wow. <clears throat> they. Do you have a lot of siblings? No, I had one sibling at the time, but it was like cousins, aunts, <laughs> grandparents. Everyone's divorced and remarried. Oh. Like they wow. all just showed oh up God. and they were like, kind of like, we're just going to shut this door. And yeah. if the doctor comes in, like, we're probably not leaving anyway. So, yeah. Oh, uh, wow. You had a big support group, support team. Yeah. And that was like a gift and a curse. Cause I was like, I don't really want everyone here right now. Like, well, yeah. It's also I, like, I, I don't know what to say. Right. And like, all eyes yeah. are on me. I'm 13. Like, right. um, so I, I think this was like October 4th or around that time. And mm-hmm. I did my spinal tap and bone marrow on like a Wednesday, or mm-hmm. maybe it was like a Tuesday. And this is before I had like my porn in or anything like that. So uh, and what the like the funny story that is my hospital is a teaching hospital. So mm-hmm. there's residents running around and yeah. it, like for kids, they do like a conscious sedation if you're getting a bone marrow or spinal, spinal tap. So like, okay, you're not awake. You don't, you're like awake, but you don't really feel anything. Right. Um, so they gave me the medicine and I had like the, the big, like 18 gauge needle in my hand. And the, re- like, yeah. as soon as they pushed the medicine, the resident tripped over the IV and oh, I just start bleeding everywhere, but I'm pretty <gasps> stoned. So I'm like, oh, man, this is crazy. And the oncologist is just eyeballing this resident. I'm like, it's good, man. He's okay. <laughs> and the oncologist like, I'm going to oh kill my you. God. The so, resident is probably dying. <laughs> I know this poor guy. So they had to like re-get me again. Um, and the first bone marrow, even though I was out, like I, I felt that, man. Like is it, like oh. the first one of the grinding to get into your bone, it was just like, it was insane. I, I felt, I, I think, I think yeah. it's a hand drill. Like if I could, like, I don't know if there was like power tools that did it, but I remember like feeling like someone like was grinding to get yeah. a bit in. I bet back then it was way worse than it is now. Like I had to get... Um, a bone marrow biopsy and it was still absolutely disgusting but it didn't hurt but it was like a machine it was disgusting it was like a drill and I can't even imagine back then it probably was like hand I think like, it was a hand like it was like a chisel anymore. and a hammer right like yeah some guy went to Home Depot right um, <laughs> yeah long story short they do this and I'm still like pretty stoned and that first one hurt like afterwards I was really oh, sore yeah um and I don't think we knew yet, and this is where it kind of gets blurry, but one thing that uh, that mm-hmm. always stood out to me was I'm sitting in my hospital bed watching TV, um, and I see three of my friends walk by, right? Oh, mm-hmm. no, no. This had to be after I found out what it was. So I, um, I see three of my friends walk by, and I'm like, oh, they must be here to visit someone else in my head, like no. not thinking like I'm like the sick kid, right? That's like getting right. visited. And then they like walked in my room like, Oh, you guys are here for me. Like this is yeah. uh, getting more and more interesting. Did that like make it real a little bit? Maybe it did. It was more like I didn't want. Like I was embarrassed, right? Like I didn't. Not that it's anything to be embarrassed about, yeah, but like I didn't want to be though. like totally. Like all eyes on me. Oh, we got to treat him different. Oh, we got to do this. Like no, I just want. Yeah. I, was th- I just wanted to be myself. So when 
yeah it, it was a nice change of pace to have my friends come don't get me wrong and they were like super cool they bought me like a funny card it was just funny because like that was like a big realization for me that i was like oh man like mm -hmm. it's me um right so fast forward like a couple days I felt more bad for my doctor than anyone else in that room when he gave me the news. Cause then there's 19 people oh. there, right? Like my whole family, yeah. people that divorce family members, I haven't talked in years, but they were all there. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. And all different faiths, like Catholic, Christian, Jewish, like everyone's there. Right. Wow. And I'm sitting there and the doctor comes in and he's like, yep, we found acute lymphoblastic leukemia. And again, in my head at 13, I was like, well, acute, I think that means small. Right. I should be good, right? Yeah. Uh, and he just said, he's like, hey, we're going to be really aggressive with this. We need to start. Uh, we're looking. It was, I think it was a Thursday or Friday. They're like, we're going to start chemo Monday. Uh, wow. You can make the choice if you want to go home or mm. if you want to stay. Uh, so he leaves. The entire room turns towards me. I was just going to say, <laughs> like, what is everyone doing now? No one says a word. And then my mom's like, you okay, Just? And I'm like, I was pissed. Like, I didn't know what to do. So I was like, I got like emotional. I was like, but it wasn't about what they just told me. I just, I didn't know how to react. So I was like, it's just, yeah. I was like, it's not fair. I started like getting upset. I, like my, I hugged my mom and dad. And then everyone was like, oh, and then like everyone like went outside and had these like sidebar conversations. Oh, like, that's like okay. so, yeah. yeah. Oh. So yeah. I was like. Especially at 13, you're just like. I don't want any yeah. of that. Right. So, no. Mm -mm. Um. Yeah. And I remember like a lot of my confidence though was probably like just being young. Cause even when my mom mentioned that early on in the ER that it might be leukemia, I was like, what do you like? I said, I don't really know much about that. I was like, is it curable? She goes, mm -hmm. yeah. She's like, but it's just going to take a long time. I was like, oh, mm -hmm. no big deal. Like as long, I don't care if it takes a long time, as long as I know I'm going to be okay. Right. Little did I know I was like yeah. three years of a long time. Yeah. Um, so uh, I mean, it, it's like the small victories though, after that. Right. So they like, mm -hmm. there's no Wi-Fi or anything like that. So like you picked a, a, a VCR or a VHS out of a binder of like movies they had available. Right. Wow. Yeah. And it blew my mind that there was a back to the future three. So like any bad mood that <laughs> happened that day, I was like, you guys never told me I knew there was a one and two. And they're like, are you okay? Like there's way bigger <laughs> things going on here. And I was like, all right, I want to watch that. So we kind of just hung out. Um, you know, people made like a, a, a couple like offhanded comments that was like mm. unique. They were like, oh, let's make sure the window's all locked. I was like, I'm not jumping. I'm I'm 13. Like, I'm not. Yeah, what? Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. It was just, it was, it was really weird. Um, yeah. So I get a tour of the like pediatric oncology suite, which was on like a couple floors down and okay. again like i don't really know what i'm in for i know that like i went downstairs and i saw a kid at the time like the playstation 2 came out and i was like mm -hmm. you guys have playstation 2s so i was like all right this is gonna be okay um this is, yeah this isn't that bad right um, you can hang out yeah yeah because <laughs> i don't know i haven't gotten any chemo yet so. yeah of course yeah no, how would you know so uh, were you gonna have to stay we're gonna have to stay in the hospital throughout chemo then was that like the plan no um oh. so i got my port in and we were like let's go home like i wanted to go home for a couple mm. days and have some yeah. like my own bed and stuff like that and i was already mm -hmm. on uh i think i already started like some sort of pill like at home healthcare. it was like 24 pills a day and my mom oh would have to like God. plan it out yeah it wow. was crazy um and then monday morning at i think 7 a.m is when we started 
And for the first okay. like five or six months, it was until probably six, seven o'clock at night. It was 10 to 12 hour days every day for five days a week. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So it's, wow. it's, a, it's amazing how technology has changed. Cause like I called my hospital to just yeah. like recently to get like my medical records and like, Oh yeah. Uh, they don't really start practice until eight thirty. I'm like, that, that was like unheard of, right? It was seven a.m. Yeah. to like six a.m. for the first probably four to six months. Wow, uh, <clears throat> that is crazy. Yeah, I feel like it's definitely much shorter. Now. Big difference, and in yeah. what was interesting about that, like chemo plan, was that it was uh, it's two and a half years at the time. Like no matter what, if you had ALL, it was oh a two gosh. and a half year chemo plan. It was just like a blanket, like wipe your immune system, reset it, wipe it, reset it, and hope that wow. Um, it works. But yeah, one thing, you know, back to like, when I first found out was obviously, like, my big concern as a 13 year old is, mm -hmm. am I gonna lose my hair? Right? Yeah. Do mm -hmm. I want to go to school with no hair? You know, like, I still yeah. I had a social life, like, right. and everyone was like, you might not lose it, you might not lose it. But I my one grandpa, who's always he's awesome. And he mm -hmm. was like, he, he took like, he sat with me while everyone's guys like, you're gonna lose your hair, man. Like, yeah. like who gives a shit? Like, it's going to grow back. Who cares? Yeah. Instead of tiptoeing around, that's all I asked for from like the very early on was like, just give it to me straight. Right. Don't, don't lie to me. Like I hated not being involved in knowing what's going on because yeah, I get really it as a parent, right? Like they want to yeah. protect me, but I was like just old enough where I was like, I want some seg in this. Right. Totally. And uh, he's like, you're going to lose your hair. And I was like adamant, like, okay, then I'm not going to school this year. And they're like, fine. We yeah. don't care. Like we'll get you home schooling. Yeah, it doesn't how, matter. Yeah. Cause how would you go to school? You were, you weren't able to go to school, right? I, I couldn't even even with chemo. Even let's say right. if I like it's the blood count thing. I wasn't allowed. Oh right 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 yeah. Because they said, and I could be paraphrasing, but it's like I don't know. You're supposed to have ten thousand red blood cells or something. I was in the hundreds, and they said like mm. I. That's why the initial doctor was like, "You need to go now," because he was concerned that my counts were so low that I wouldn't be there in a couple days. Wow. So pl oh platelets gosh. were like substantially low my white blood count was in the hundreds or some of them were like I, I don't know how they figure it out if it's in like the single digits or not but it was that's definitely crazy. low and the first thing yeah. else is like hey we're gonna put the red blood and uh and platelets in you just something mm. to get you going um right so yeah like i told my friend i was like i'm not going to school the rest of the year uh i'll be home whatever and yeah. you know that was kind of like I, I started chemo with that mindset right um, yeah. And it was like, it was different because I was pretty old for what I had. Like the average age group was mm. five and under for like that. Wow. Really? Yeah. So I was in the oh oncology ward. There was two other people that were like my age, right? Okay. Most of them were really young kids. Um, there was a couple that we saw like when I got admitted and it's just, you know, it's just, it's always funny how life you know life adapts when you go through this right like it was like completely mm -hmm. normal for like the kids to be in the rooms getting chemo like while all the moms would be in the hallway talking because there was no yeah. cell phones really no smartphones no wi-fi so like all they did was like read the paper talk to us and then talk to the other moms and right. she, my, my mom was really good at making sure like i had a positive attitude so that i didn't mm. hear any of the negative things especially that early on yeah so that's really nice so then yeah started chemo uh i think throughout the time it was like 26 spinal taps and maybe like 15 oh my gosh. Um, wow a couple you know hiccups along the way the you know the hard part was i think you know you talk about like 
areas that are supposed to be depressing, but like you're in this pediatric oncology ward and these kids are 10 times stronger than 90% of the people in the world, right? Not yeah. me, like I, I'm old enough to complain and bitch about it. These kids are like five rolling around with like chemo bags and they're just yeah. happy, resilient. You're like, although this is a horrible place, this is kind of yeah. a really sheltered, happy place, right? Yeah, it's true. They're, I mean, they're so, especially the really young kids, like they don't really know any different, which mm-hmm. is sad, but also like, you know, they're not comparing it to really anything. So it's- Yeah, what do they know? They're just adapting to like what their life is. Yeah. So um, I'm sure, yeah, seeing that was, because yeah, I mean, in the adult one, you're like, you know, seeing a bunch of old people. <laughs> yeah. It <laughs> was like, hard. It's so different, right? And it, it was hard. Yeah. Like, and the other, obviously, the thing that I'm sure it's the same everywhere, like, I love my doctors, and they they were incredible. But like, the nurses are the one that were like, in the trenches yeah. with you, at least for me, like, they're totally. the ones that are like, mentally get you through it. They're there 12 hours a day with you. Yeah. You know, it was uh, yeah. a mind blowing thing. Yeah, I, right. I couldn't imagine doing it on like a pediatric oncology ward. You know, what I, I mean? cannot imagine. Yeah, no. I cannot imagine doing being a nurse at all. I can't even. That's like, oh my God. <laughs> they're literally angels. Yeah. Was it? Were you able to like relate to any of the older kids in there? Like, did you talk to any other teenagers going through cancer? Like, were you able to you know find any kind of yeah. support that way? So there was one girl who was the adjoining like neutropenic room and we share mm. the bathroom um she was kind of like a I, I don't even know where she is like i like my nurses said like hey don't be like her she's not taking her medicine like she just doesn't think it's a oh. big deal uh oh. kind of like a wild child uh, wow, but we, okay. we talked here and there and yeah. it, it's still like even like it's so stupid right like when my friends would come we're all boys like dude there's a girl next door you know yeah. what I mean? Like, no, no, of course. Yeah, like awesome, you know? Well, like I didn't even talk to her, but uh, <laughs> yeah. they, uh, there was a kid, uh, uh, this kid, Chris Curry, who him and I became like pretty close. He had mm-hmm. a different type of cancer, um, yeah. but it was, you know, so interesting. Like we came from like completely different neighborhoods, completely different mm-hmm. walks of life. And then, but like here we were, we were friends because right. we were able to talk about the same thing, play video games, like check in yeah. like kind of like check in on each other like when it was a rough day you know what i mean um yeah so yeah but yeah. Uh, unfortunately chris passed away like towards the end of my treatment and oh. you know he was like kind of like the one i was closest with just because he was yeah. an older kid so a lot of it was just kind of like talking to the nurses hanging out with my mom a lot you know like, yeah so, right yeah. oh yeah um so after that first like five six months what were you able to go home like how does it how did it work so i was able to go home every day um oh you went home so you didn't stay in the hospital no i went home every day unless unless something went wrong like if they were if i like went in with like a fever they would admit me or if anything happened um but for the first uh four months i was um i I was neutropenic so like i I couldn't eat certain things right Mm -hmm. and every day was like a you know a ten to twelve hour day, and yeah. um, my grandma, who we call Mima, she took me ha- like four months in, and it was only like a six hour day, and we're like, this is awesome. Mm. And then my counts happened to not be they they were good, right? So oh. that was like my first time after months that I can kind of enjoy normal life. So like we had mm. a big family dinner, like I was so excited to eat salad, like I hated salad growing up, but because I couldn't eat it, I was like, I'm gonna crush some like yeah. lettuce, <laughs> yeah, some you lettuce, know? like yeah. yeah. Um, 
And then like, I, it was like a couple days that I happened to be up. I woke up at like seven and I was like, man, I, I kind of want to go to school today. And, oh. you know, like I, I said to my mom, she's like, why are you up? I was like, I think I can go to school. It's like, do you think we should call the hospital? She's like, no, like we don't have to. Like if you want to go, you can. Wow. Yeah. Uh, like my counts were good. Right. But like, yeah, that was a, a challenge in itself because I was the only kid in the school wearing a hat. And like, there was, I don't know if that's a rule in California, but like no hats in school. So like, yeah, I feel like that I'd be, wrong. Yeah, I'd be getting like sniped from like down the hallway, teachers blasting like me. Teachers. Yeah. Cause they didn't know. <laughs> I didn't tell anyone I was showing up. So they'd be like, <laughs> they'd just so like grab it. And then they like, look at me and I'm like super sick looking. They're like, oh man, I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it just, and then finally they gave me like a pass that I had to show them. Like, a cancer hey, pass. I, yeah. Like, hey, I have a, they sent out a memo. <laughs> Apparently it's like, hey, this kid with a hat, he's allowed. Stop taking it off his head. So, oh my god! Uh, you had a physical cancer card. Yeah, like exactly. <laughs> so I pulled it as much as I can. Um, yeah, but absolutely. you know, the school was at that point it was strictly social because I was on a, I was on like a, uh, my teachers would come to my house after school to okay. give me like I don't know if they get paid extra for it or what, but they. I would have teachers come and teach me everything I missed. So I was always caught up. Wow. Um, okay. And so school was just like to see people. And like, yeah, people are like pretty weird about it. Because um, I haven't been in school in four months. And then yeah. one thing that was like super mind opening to me mm -hmm. that I had no idea it was even like a thing, right? So I knew I had leukemia, but I didn't yeah. know that was cancer. In my oh. head, like I didn't connect the dots, right? Like I just, I didn't oh, really know okay. these things. There wasn't like Google. They just said, you have leukemia. So I was like, all right, cool. Right. And my oh, buddy, I was like talking and it was me and two of my friends, my friend Steve and this other kid's like, hey, like, where have you been, man? And he's like, oh, you, you didn't hear like, he has cancer. And then they're like, you have cancer? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I had no, <laughs> and then I went home. I was like, mom, this is like five months in. I was like, do I have cancer? And she's like, uh yeah you've had it for like five months <laughs> and i'm like holy crap this is crazy like it was oh like my a mind-blowing to me so, i guess that's true there was like no google did you have like did you know what chemo was like that is so true no i know like, there's like yeah like it was movies I mean? right like it was right like, whatever movie that someone had cancer and no one survives in the movies like yeah no <laughs> so i just know like I'll probably lose my hair. I knew I was getting chemo, yeah. but I didn't know it was tied to like having cancer. So got it. Oh my was, gosh, how funny! So you were just like you were faking it. Yeah, I was like, it. yeah, was, and they're like, oh my god, that's serious, and I'm like, fuck, it is serious. Yeah, like, <laughs> this is crazy. Um, oh my gosh, yeah, because teenagers in general are awkward. So in that mm. position, it was probably. Like they probably didn't know how to react or what to say, and oh, you know, kids didn't know how to react. They would like, yeah, roast me for losing. Like my best friends, right? Like they would, it, it would it never stop just because I had cancer. But like, I, you know, yeah. I kind of prefer it that way, right? Like, you know, right? Yeah, exactly. boys are weird. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> I got yeah. Everyone was just like bust each other's shots, but it was yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got to give it to my friends though. Like they like my core group of friends just. They just did great. Like they, they I, maybe because we were just young and dumb, right? Like there, there was nothing they really could have said that was off limits. And I'm a pretty open guy. Yeah. So like, you know, it was just they, it, it worked out really well. They were just always there to like, yeah, like that's help so nice. Visit. Yeah. Yeah. So. Because those eight, that age too, like 13 to 16, essentially, yeah. is some of the hardest 
ears just in general. <laughs> yeah, like you know, like with friends. You, you go from like playing with Legos to like right. asking out a girl on a date, right? Like, and I'm yeah. like, all my friends are doing this transition, and then like, yeah, I wasn't really there for that. Totally. So, yeah. um, yeah, it was it was a lot. It was a lot emotionally. It was a lot, you know, like obviously physically. Um, yeah. But then, like, I'm sure it's the same with everyone else, right? Like, you, you kind of figure out the things that work with your treatment and the things that don't, mm -hmm. right? But it, it takes, right. it's so dumb because it took us, like, a year to figure certain things out, right? And it'd mm -hmm. be like, I'd get a spinal tap, and the next day I'd always throw up, right? No matter what. Yeah. Next oh, okay. day. But it took me, like, seven or eight times to realize that there's a correlation. And it took me, like, going right. to school the next day, throwing up, and being like, oh, that's right. This has happened every yeah. time. Like, Yeah, so, right. Yeah. It is, yeah. it is interesting. Yeah. So did you, were you feeling like, okay, during the treatments? Like, do you um, remember? I do. So like, you know, they, they, they gave you like a lot, the biggest thing was nausea, right? So I got like a lot of Zofran um, yeah. and things like that. And I would like a lot of times I would sleep throughout treatment. Um, yeah. Going home, I was always pretty tired, like on the drive home. So it was like a 45 minute drive. And then at, once I got off like the diet restriction and things like that, cause like it was, I started getting sick from eating so much preservatives, like just like not feeling good. Yeah. Right. Like, right cause I, you couldn't eat any like fresh foods, nothing. right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I like, I started feeling better, you know, overall, I couldn't really do anything physically, but I was still able to like walk a little bit, play video yeah. games, you know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. but it, it, it was a lot of boredom sitting home again, like there was internet, yeah. but like, that's it like daytime tv was like the maury show and Jerry right. Springer, right like yeah i can only watch that so much yeah it's true so yeah, yeah. those are the reality shows yeah exactly yeah um and then so did you end when did you end and like what happened from there i guess because you were literally in a whole different stage yeah. of life also when it ended yeah, so a couple things happened in, uh, in between. Like, it was supposed to be a two and okay. a half year treatment, but I got mm -hmm. sick a couple times. Like, mm. uh, my sinus and port got infected, so they pause chemo oh, wow. whenever uh, you have a crazy infection because yeah. the chemo is, like, killing your immune system. Right. Um, there was uh, one time, I mean, like, the big event, I guess, would be, um, I think first was I had a, a a really like bad sinus infection, right? Couldn't breathe, couldn't okay. cough, had to get surgery. Um, oh my then, gosh! Yeah, I had to get like the my sinuses cleared out because I because uh. of how many times I got sick for random things prior, I became immune to antibiotics. Mm. So they're like, oh my gosh, yeah, wow! They have they're like you have to we have to just do this with surgery, right? Wow. And then okay. uh, another time um, I had got. Uh, I was upstate, like camping, uh, you know, with my dad, and I started noticing mm -hmm. a rash on my rib. Mm. And I started getting like really sick. And it was like a six hour drive. My dad was like panicking, hauling ass back down to the oh my island. God, so we yeah. got it in like three and a half hours, right? And wow. uh, it was shingles and my port became infected. So oh my God, I hit 105.9 fever, right? Like clockwork <gasps> every four hours. And my doctor That's really scary. My doctor is super cool, right? Dr. Robert Parker, right? He was the lead oncologist. And he would just come in and he's like, I was like, hey, when should we be worried? And I'm at 105.9. He's like, where are you at now? I'm like, 105.9. He goes, all right, when we hit 106. I'm like, and then walks out the room. 
just like super <laughs> nonchalant like yeah we're gonna figure this out but like and he was very big in let me try things my way and if it doesn't yeah. work i promise you will try it your way and it always works yeah. he's a doctor and i'm 14 right like yeah obviously um and then uh wow, 106 that's like insane yeah there was I've like, never i've never even heard of that ice pads on me every four hours yeah. because wow. the, the hospital policy was until i hit 101 or 100.1 they wouldn't give me like i think it was like tylenol or something oh and then okay by the time they gave it to me in that half hour where it took to work i would spike so i every four hours i had this issue and i'd be like please just give it to me at 99 oh. you know yeah. oh my gosh uh, wow and then um I think that was like the only time though where like you know i i genuinely was unsure if i was going to come out of this whole thing right yeah that's you really know, scary i was just like man like i don't think i didn't i told like two people i was like i don't think i'm gonna survive this uh, yeah he's like wow my morale was low everything was going down and mm. i told one of my friends on aim and uh then Throwback. my other yeah my buddy another guy messaged me and you know like typical dumb kids he's just like hey you know ryan said that you are thinking that you're gonna die and he's like man look this is when this whole thing came out with michael jackson touching kids he's like look michael jackson tucks kids he deserves to die not you and that was yeah. like his only <laughs> piece of advice and i'm like all right solid point like yeah. So, um yeah that was like that was like the hardest thing but also yeah you know probably the most the best lesson you can learn. I I don't know, mm -hmm. like, you know, coming through that when you think this isn't going to work, and then it does work. Right. And it's like you you that's when, like that real, you have to like kind of suffer for there be like a real good appreciation for things. And that's, when yeah, it, you know, kind of clicked with me after that. Mm. Um, yeah. And then the only other big hiccup was, uh, I had a, a really, really bad reaction to a spinal tap. And oh, okay. they think I, I had like a little bit of spinal meningitis and I threw mm. my back out and because I was like fighting the nurses as I was going under because I thought I was getting a bone marrow, which you lay flat or, but it, it was a spinal tap. So the nurse said like fight to hold me in the fetal position so they can okay. get the in. Yeah. Um, and that messed me up bad. Like I still have back pain to this day from it. Wow. And, oh my gosh. Uh, I didn't take any pain pills the whole time. Right. Cause I was like, I want to be in control. I want to be in control. I was like so adamant. And I was like, I'll take wow. a pain pill. And this is like a year and a half in. And I'm like, I'm an idiot. These are amazing. Because I was in yeah, so much pain. I was like, I don't, yeah. Like, why did I fight this for a year and a half? Like, it's going to yeah. be way easier. And oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. So when I was done, it was, I think I was done with treatment uh, at like 16. My last day of oh. chemo was like, they did a spinal tap bone marrow to make sure you're gone. Um, and then... For the first year, I think it was once a month checks, just blood okay. work. Um, yeah. And that first year, as everyone knows, is super crucial, right? Like that's right. the year you're panicking. And there's like a couple things. There is a uh, a couple kids that um, what's it called? Not relapsed. Uh, like when it, it came, it, it came back either the same yeah. cancer or it came back a lot. For some reason, at the time, a lot of kids were getting. They'd have like a, a some cancer and then cancer B would be like testicular cancer. So I was oh. panicking, right? And then there was yeah. another kid in my hometown who had leukemia. And then yeah. a couple of years later had like a really bad headache, ended up being brain cancer and passed away. So every time oh I got like a headache, gosh. anytime I was in pain, I was just like, right. oh boy. Um, yeah. Wow. 
And I think like my mom knew that too. My family knew that because we were all kind of scared, right? We just went through two, bet, yeah. almost three years of this. And that's when that kid Chris passed away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, my mom told me and mm-hmm. we were about to go in for our monthly checkup and within the first year. And she asked if I, I wanted to go to the funeral, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we ended up not going, which is something I, I regret to this day. Mm. But she left it to me and I, and I, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't have any ill blood. I understand why she did yeah. that because like what that does to you mentally when you see someone right. that was pretty, he, they thought he was done, I think, and he passes away. So you're like, you know, morale yeah. wise, that's just going to crush that's you, right? That's really, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like traumatic. Yeah. So, yeah. um, and there was other kids along the way that kind of like passed away, like younger kids and stuff, but, uh. After the first year, like it just slowly started getting back to normal routine. I was like able to do like, you know, more and more things. You know, high school became like a normal thing. So mm-hmm. I, I, you got, I finished chemo, I think, in 10th grade. Um, right. So my so like, crazy. Yeah. My 11th and 12th grade year was crazy how long normal. it was. Yeah. Um, did you go to like, did you do therapy or like anything mental nothing. health wise? Nothing. No. I mean, that was like, I think there was still a pretty big mental health stigma. For sure. Then. Yeah. Um, definitely. And, and and don't get me wrong, like the hospital tried, right? Like they would come in, mm. do you want to talk? And I'm like, again, at 13, like, what do I, I'm like, what do I want to talk about? You know, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and there was like, again, part of the big reason I joined, and I've heard a couple of your other guests say this, were like, there was volunteers that would come play and hang out. They were like college kids that were doing like some volunteer work, but they had no idea what I was going through. Like they couldn't even relate. Right. Yeah. But then I'm yeah, not grateful to them. Yeah, like it's very nice, but like, what? What's yeah. the point of seeing yeah, like, like these kids live their lives? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you look healthy. I don't. Yeah, like, yeah. why are you? Why are we talking? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So that's yeah. I mean, I just can't imagine. That's that's amazing. I can't believe how long it is. Like, I can't wrap my head around it, three years. It's just so long. I think that was a big frustration, and I remember talking to like my family about this. That like no matter how well I did or how well the medicine's working, it does not change the timeline. So yeah. like, even when you feel great, you know, you're about to go into low where you feel bad. Yeah, and like, that was like really super hard. like frustrating and, and like a, a patience wise, but totally. I, have to, I was super lucky. Like, and I think you might've said there are a couple of people might've said like the support group that just shows up out of nowhere from your family and mm-hmm. friends out of the yeah. woodworks. You I mean like I showed up and there was like, gifts at my house like whatever I wanted yeah. like just like just to help me out they did two different fundraisers were in my name like it was just like people wow. out of nowhere just wanted to do good and then you're like damn like this right. is it kind of you know definitely has inspired me to, like keep that going yeah it definitely it definitely shows how many people are like just how much love is in your life yeah yeah it was nuts yeah that's amazing and then after what was like the time the timeline after college you joined the marines like and you have kind of a reasoning behind that like what was what is all that so uh i you know i i would say i dabbled in college i was in like a six-year community college plan right where it should have been okay. two years right but i was like mm-hmm. living my life you know i'd like take a couple classes and then like take yeah, time well, off and go surfing like totally yeah um I, I was like i was working and stuff but i was like more focused on it just wasn't a thing, right? So mm-hmm. at 21, uh, I was considered completely cancer-free. Um, it takes oh. five years post-chemo. 
wow. for them to say that you are now like you and I have the same chance now, right? Wow. Okay. So um, at 21, I was kind of like just hanging out, doing my thing. And maybe by like six months later, I was like, you know what? I've thought about joining the military. Mm. I kind of put it off for a while. I was like, ah, oh, if something happens, if there's another big event, like I'll join them. And I was like, well, why am I waiting? Like, this is something I want to do. A big yeah. inspiration to me was like, I don't want to have, I don't want to waste this opportunity of surviving, mm. right? Like uh, there's other wow. kids that were in my shoes that did not make it. And like to me, my perception of doing everything I can would be like joining the military and making a point that like really nothing can stop you afterwards. Right. Yeah. So wow. I'm super confident. Like I'm going to go into the recruiter. They're like, yeah, we need bodies sign up. Right. And right. then someone's like, are you sure they're going to take you, man? Like you had cancer. And I'm like, well, yeah, yeah. I'm cancer free. Yeah. And I walk in uh, and they're like, uh, yeah, man, there's a pretty, this is going to be a pretty tough shot for you to get in. I was like, why? Like I want to join. Right. Um, so, uh, it was a huge process. It took 13 months to even get for the military to even say yes. Cause they was, is it normally that long or no, I like, have no idea. Okay. No, no, no. Like you could, if you were, from my understanding, like if, if I was like, I'm, if I'm completely healthy, nothing in my background, I was like, Hey, I want to sign the paperwork. They would yeah. enroll you and then you'd wait to ship out. This was 13 months from oh, wow. giving me a ship date. Wow. Okay. So, because the way they do the medical section is they like they'll take your medical folder and then they'll go through. They'll be like, "Oh, uh, you had low bone density once. Go get a scan to make sure your density's back." And then mm. they'd be like, they'd go past the density, like, "Oh, you had sinus infection. Go to an ENT. Like, just give me a oh, list. Wow. I'll okay. do it all. Right? Like, just go through yeah. the whole thing and give me a list, and I'll get it done." But instead, yeah. it was one by one. Oh my gosh. Um, and then I had I, I again another example where people like came out of the woodworks to help me. So there was like mm -hmm. three people, this guy, uh, my neighbor, uh, his name is Bill Hudson. He was a former Marine. He's like, we'll go down to the VFW. He's like, we're going to get, we're going to find someone to help you. Mm -hmm. And then there's this guy, uh, uh, Robert Burke. Um, yeah. he's, a he's in a bunch of movies and TV shows, but my dad mm -hmm. knows him through random means, but he, uh, he helped mm -hmm. me out. Like called me up. He's like, like, what can I do to help? Like, I'll, I'll wow. put you in contact with another Marine I know. And then this guy, Jason Ferris also like these guys that I barely knew, right. They just wanted yeah. to help. And I didn't know where like 13 months later, I got a phone call and they're like, Hey, you ready to join? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> like I'll be there. Wow. Oh so, my gosh. Um, went in, did the paperwork, applied, like did the whole thing, did the physical. And then uh, I, I was going to ship out like, uh, I ended up shipping out like six months later. And oh my goodness, my mom, was devastated i i'm sure i'm sure it was really she's scary not, like i come home and she has socks on her hand because she's crying so much oh. wiping her eyes she's like because she didn't oh think it was going to happen because it was yeah. 13 months of trying she's like she was banking on them saying no right uh so you know my whole thing was um i mean for me personally my big inspiration for joining was Mm -hmm. again to go back to other hospitals and be like look this is nothing like you can get through this and you can do whatever yeah. you want afterwards you know and yeah. I, I really did feel a sense of you know uh my like you know patriotism doing my duty and things like that at the time there was like mm -hmm. a, a still an active combat going on mm -hmm. but like really you know it's like i hold the kids that passed away like chris and some of the others that yeah i'm like man like they didn't make it i i'm here like i i need to be doing something i need to be you know wow. trying to set the right example because like mm -hmm. i do believe that like 
some people aren't lucky, but those of us that survive are, are not only lucky for surviving, but lucky for just, you know, you, you see life differently, right? Like pr prior to yeah. you getting cancer, I mean, did you ever think if you're, if you're having, you know, 200 people, you're you've touched thousands of people, right? Just by, yeah. just by telling your story and getting other people on, right? Yeah, totally. I, you probably wouldn't be doing that. I wouldn't be doing this, no. you know? Yeah, it's no, just, it's changed everything, yeah. I do think we're lucky. I do think that yeah. getting that experience, because a lot of times people don't get that appreciation of, you mm -hmm. know, certain things. Um, so true. So yeah, joined the military. There was a, they did, they, uh, they found out in like boot camp that I had cancer prior and okay. they ended up writing like a little story when I graduated boot camp. Um, mm. And uh, so then like life was like pretty normal, right? Joined the military, did a couple deployments, you know, did yeah. my thing. I, it was really difficult because I wanted to go back and volunteer, but I didn't realize outside of like Long Island and big populated area, like to find mm -hmm. a pediatric oncology ward, sometimes families have to move. I, I that is like mind blowing mm -hmm. to me, right? I drove yeah. three and a half hours to find the closest one, and I I, I couldn't imagine wow. what families are doing in like my shoes where I had to go every day. Right. Um, yeah, so, I can't even imagine. It's so true. Yeah. And so I, ended, I I got lucky. I got to go to Chapel Hill and like volunteer there. Met a couple kids, and mm. it was just mind blowing because they're like, "Oh yeah, we're watching Netflix," and I'm like, "Well, where's the binder with the VCR?" Yeah. It's like, you know, <laughs> it was very different. I'm sure. Yeah, but um, how how did it feel like doing that? It was awesome. Like I, I was the mo yeah. one of the most rewarding things. I have a. It's difficult for me. Like I started writing a book and stuff, and I realized like I struggle mm. with writing about myself in a way that try to like motivate people because it, mm -hmm. it's hard to like to me it's like a fine line between like setting an example or sounding cocky right like right and I, I'm very aware that everyone's situation is different than mine and things like that but like I just kind of mm -hmm. went in there and told my story and said you know didn't say why I really joined the Marines and like hope that would just like reflect on itself because I, I wore my uniform yeah. when I went in to try to like yeah you know hey I, I've been there like wh what's it like now and just like have a conversation um right and it was awesome. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was, That's it was incredible. I'm sure like they appreciated it more than like, imagine if that, you know, if she, if the roles were reversed. Yeah. I mean, especially as like a, me, like, you know, a 13 year old dude is watching yeah. you know, action movies. I'm like, man, this right. is awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, had that then met my wife, got married, had a kid. And then I went in last year for uh, like, rant, like back pain, unrelated mm. to what they found. Uh -huh. uh, finally got an MRI. And I'm sitting there and my stepdad's a PA. So uh, I always try mm. to get the results and show him like, text him to right. see like what he thinks. Yeah, So I get the results because I haven't got a phone call yet. I just go to the front desk and I'm like, can, I, can you print out my radiology results? And I'm reading mm -hmm. it and it's like, all right, my back doesn't look bad. And then like on the last page, it shows that there's a growth on my kidney, right? Mm. So yeah. I, I'm sitting in the hospital and I Google it, right? And it's like cancer, right. cancer, cancer. So I'm like, oh, my oh gosh. boy. Oh my God, so, <laughs> yeah. I sit, I go, I walk down to like our, like our, our regular doctor and I said the front desk, I was like, I need to see a doctor right now. And they're like, yeah. why? And I'm like, you know, because I think it's like an emergency. I go to the emergency room. I was like, no, no, it's not like an emergency. But, you know, I had cancer and there's this thing. And right. they're like, uh, all right, we'll see what we can do. I'm like, these, these assholes. Yeah. And I'm like sweating in the corner. 
you know, like, what the hell is this? You know, oh my all my God, bad yeah. choices. I was like, why did I have so many Red Bulls? Like, why did I do oh. this? Yeah. Like, uh, and there was this one guy, like a, he's like a, he's a medic, a corpsman, they call him in the Marine Corps. And mm. um, he's like, hey, man, like, he understood I'm, I'm sweating things right now. He's like, hey, I'm gonna, yeah. let me go talk to the doctor. He's like, and then, mm. and he pulls me in to her office, which is never happens. Like, cause she's in the middle of typing up something. He's like, you talk to her directly. Mm. And they kind of like blew it off, right? They're like, oh, it's an incidental find. And I'm like, okay, oh. I, can, I can, I can respect that. They're like, we see this all the time. I said, okay, but understand my situation where this is my right. second time possibly having, like, I'm obviously panicking. Can we expedite this? They're like, go to radiology and get an MRI or get a, a CAT scan or ultrasound mm. scan. So I go there and they're like, next appointment's in two months. So I'm like, I'm not waiting. Two yeah, months. absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no way. So I, yeah. they're like, all right, tell your doctor to expedite it. I go to the doctor and the doctor's like, I can't expedite it. Go to radiology. They'll expedite I was like, holy oh crap. Oh my God. So I'm like so running annoying. back and forth to like different areas. And like, please just help me. Yeah. I ended up having to wait like a, a month. And wow, I finally- really? Yeah, and I'm. I told my. I told my my stepdad. He's at reaching out to his friends, and they're like, "Yeah, this is." Because the initial scan, it could have been anything. It could have been a benign tumor. It could have been anything, right? right? Like they just knew it's potential to be cancerous. But as each Which scan so took scary place, because of your yeah your previous history, right? So I'm like, as each uh, as each cancer, uh, I mean, as each scan took place, it started getting like clearer and clearer. Like this is cancer, mm. right? And oh I, I sent because it's a time zone, right? So I would get the news at like eleven o'clock, and I would have to wait till the night of to hear from my stepdad because we're thirteen hours. Yeah. Different. Uh-huh. So yeah. I guess on the final scan, he woke up and he saw it, and he was like, "Oh shit!" And oh, my mom was oh in bed God. with him, so she calls me and she's like, "What happened?" And I'm like, "What do Your you mean? What happened?" Mom. Like, yeah. So um, it's so funny. Like my family can't keep a secret, and the only reason why, yeah. I was never going to tell my mom because I didn't want her to panic, but. By the fact that she, you know, lives with my stepdad, she yeah, found out everything. And I was like, don't tell anyone. It's okay. Yeah. I don't want anyone to panic. Within like two hours, I get a call from my dad. He's like, what's going on, Just? Like playing coy. Oh. And I'm like, all right, who told you? What happened? Yeah. Uh-uh. Um, so I'm like, I'm panicking, right? At this point, when we're like certain it's cancer, now I have to go see the urologist, right? This is the, the final step. And in my head, I'm thinking... I'm going to get kicked out of the military, right? They're going to oh. take my kidney because why yeah. would they let someone in with one kidney, right? Why would they keep mm. me? So I'm panicking. Not only am I like, I might have cancer, but I'm like, I have to find a new job in 10 months. Right, like, like your whole identity, yeah. yeah. So I'm pan. My wife is just like kind of staying back, trying to be supportive. I'm like trying to like, every day I'm coming home, my hair's on fire, right? Yeah. And uh, I, I go to the urologist and this is like the big day, right? Where we're supposed to find everything out. I, yeah. the nurse like takes me and she sits me down and she goes, Oh, you're here for your vasectomy pre-op. And I said, Nope. What's it say in my chart? <laughs> and she's like, uh, yeah, she's like, Oh, it says sterilized. I was like, why does it say sterilized in my chart? I was like, what the fuck? So I'm like, Oh man. So I'm thinking this doctor has no idea who I am, right? Like this is clearly yeah. done no research and I'm going to have to wait another month. Oh Thank God, God that was not the case. The doctor came in and he was awesome, right? The oh urologist. But this girl scared the hell out of me. I was like, why? Why? I yeah. I was like, totally wrong part of the body. Like, <laughs> so she goes, the doctor comes in and 
he's like, yeah, it's probably cancer. We can't do the surgery here. We're going to medevac you to Hawaii. Mm. Um, so I said, okay. I was like, so how does it work with getting like discharged out of the Marine Corps? And he's like, why? And I was like, yeah. well, if they take my kidney, like I only have one kidney. He's like, well, you only have one heart and one brain and a couple other organs that there's oh. only one of. He's like, we don't go by the rules of one. I was like, oh man, that's a good point, doctor. You know, like yeah. <laughs> here I am panicking and I'm like, basic logic's out the window for me. And he's like, yeah, idiot, you can stay in. So I'm well, like, all still right. still though, like, yeah. yeah, I mean, I feel like that's like what be a thought for sure. Right. So problem one, I'm a little bit happier about. I'm like, okay, at least I get to stay yeah. in financial security, family has health insurance, things like that. Right. He's like, the only issue is, he's like, the, the spot where the tumor is, it's not on the outside, it was on the inside of my kidney. So mm. it was near like the, like the I guess, the collection center. So he's like, it's a little bit tricky of a surgery um, okay. because of the fact of that it's not just like a lump on the outside, it was inside. Okay. Um, and then they're telling me like, Hey, uh, your family and I might not be able to go with you because of COVID. And I'm oh like, my god! They're like, okay, fine, you could bring one person. I'm like, so who do I choose? My three year old or my wife? Like, Wait, yeah, like, <laughs> the three year old. So, <laughs> she doesn't count, right? Like, yeah, she yeah. comes with the wife. I'm like, come on. So he's like, uh, I called my my command, and I'm like, here's my situation, and I'll give it to him. Like, total faith in the military restored because they're like, they called me back like two hours later. Like, don't worry about it we'll pay for everyone to go. And I, I was like, thank God. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, awesome. So, uh, it was a pretty crazy experience for like my three-year-old because when they medevac, you yeah. get on like this big military jet, it's staffed with like doctors and nurses and, and medics wow. and they fly you to your location so you can get the surgery. Right. So you're like never not wow. in medical care. Um, yeah. got this, I met with the urologist and he's like, look, uh, we may have to pull the whole kidney out. We may like, we're not going to know a lot until we get in. Uh, yeah. So I was like, okay, um, go in. It was like a, the surgery went like a little bit longer. It was supposed to be a couple hours. It ended up being like five or six hours. And mm. um, I woke up. My first question was like, did they take the whole kidney? And they're like, no, you only yeah. had to take 20%. Oh, uh, so, 20? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, and, okay. Um, long story short, you know, it was, they caught it, you know, blessing in disguise, like pretty much as early on as they could have caught it. Wow, um, thank God, yeah. And it was all because of unrelated back pain, right? Like, oh, that was unrelated to the, oh, yeah, to com the kidney. Completely unrelated. Oh yeah. wow! Okay. So it was like a legitimate so lucky, accidental yeah. finds. Yeah. Um, but even though this one was easier, right? As far as like just a surgery in and out, no chemo. Mentally, I, I would mm -hmm. almost argue this is harder because yeah, at, I bet. You know, at 13, like I didn't have much to lose. I was 13, right? Like I didn't have. I, I wasn't thinking that. Now I have like a wife and kid, and I'm like. Right. You know, a whole different ball game. So it yeah. kind of like re reaffirms what I want to do in life and like, you know, do better with, you know, kind of getting out there and getting more involved and things like that. Mm. Um, yeah. But I, it's so, it's so weird when you know your body after something like this, right? Like obviously we mm -hmm. over panic. We're probably a little bit like hypochondriacs now. Um, yeah. But like I felt like I, I I, I felt like sickness in me. Like once I, maybe it was all mental. Like I, I just, I remember like looking at my skin as I was recovering and like not knowing if it was cancer or not. Like, and it just like mm. looked like tight and unhealthy. And I'm like, I, I, it was like a weird reminder of what I used to feel like. And I was like, damn, yeah. this is like, it was like a flashback. And then once it was healed and I got better, like it started going away. And I was like, mm. it, it's just so funny. Like I, it's almost like a sixth sense that your body's like, 
we're going through it's something true. right now, right? Oh, it for sure. It knows 100%. And yeah, absolutely. And it knows after too that you went through trauma, like, yeah, it reacts differently. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And so does your mind. Like, yeah. I'm sure that was, I'm sure that was too not only like you have a daughter and a wife, but also like it came back and you've been out of it for so long. You were mm-hmm. like pulled back into that world a little bit. Well, yeah. And that's the thing. It was, um, what, what, like what got me, what was like messing with me was that like everyone said, like there was a lot of people that said I, could, I shouldn't join the military as far as like, mm. you know, government because of my medical history like understandably so like Mm -hmm. there's a reason why you're not supposed to join after having leukemia right because of whatever they don't want to take the risk or there's secondary thing and then like when this came back i was like damn like were they right like did i make a mistake not Mm. because i regretted my choice but because yeah after every message i sent right like i was frustrated like if i get kicked out now for cancer again then it's like in the end my message doesn't make any sense, right? Because like I'm, mm, my whole point is like I joined right. the military with cancer to prove anything's possible, and then I get cancer again yeah. just to get kicked out. So the whole time I'm like, yeah, yeah. So yeah, but you didn't. Yeah, I did it. Lucky me. Yeah. <laughs> so here I am. So it still stands. Yeah, it still stands. So yeah, that's uh, that's kind of like my life story. Wow, it's amazing. And how are you feeling now? Like how how long have you been out since the surgery? Or like so when was sur- that over? Surgery was like seven months ago. Um, okay. And uh, it was definitely a longer recovery than I thought. Just like my mm. body being older and like my body was shot. Um, yeah. I don't really, I, I still, I don't really have any impacts from the surgery, I don't think. Um, if anything, I'm still dealing with like residual back pain from the first cancer, you know, that yeah, I've had like my whole that. life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean. I feel pretty good, you know, back to like working out, feeling healthy and things like that. So, yeah, uh, I mean, that's great. Overall, I'm super lucky. And, yeah. I, you know, it's just like the little things, right? Like I was laying in bed and after my surgery and just, you know, yeah. I, I have a, I have a son. Uh, he is, uh, he was, yeah, he's like three and a half at the time. But like he just mm. sat there and had to capture me in bed, knowing I couldn't get mm. up. And I was like, Dude, this is awesome. Like, like just the, that is a whole different love and support, right? Yeah, um, completely. Yeah. So it, I feel good. I mean, it kind of That's worked so out great. in everyone's favor. Everyone was kind of thankful that I had uh, cancer again because family oh. couldn't <laughs> visit in Japan. But when I was in Hawaii, family could visit. So oh. everyone was like, awesome. This is great. They took a Hawaii like, trip. <laughs> yeah. So they all came and visited. Like my mom, my my wife's family came. All 19 of them again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They all showed up. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Uh, so they got no, a vacation out of it. That's a, yeah. They were like, "Thanks for this, Justin." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm feeling great." As I'm you yeah. know, stoned with like you know incisions all over me. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was that's that's wow. pretty much. So the other thing that I forgot, there's two other things. Sorry, I wrote this down. And um, what was crazy was uh, there was a girl I was friends with when I first got sick, and she had mm-hmm. leukemia, the exact one when I was younger, right? And I knew it because she was my oh. friend, right? Yeah. So. I, uh, when I found out, I, I called her, right. And I told her, and this is my, this is probably the first person that I ever told, like I had leukemia, which was extremely hard just like to get the words out of my mouth. So I was like, Hey, do you remember that thing you had when you were younger? And she goes, yeah. I was like, Mm. I just got diagnosed with it. And I guess she dropped Mm. the phone 
ran away crying, right? So her mom picks up oh, thinking I'm gosh. like some creeper and starts yelling because oh. her daughter just dropped the phone and is crying. She goes, who is this? Who is this? And I'm like, it's Justin. She's like, what's the matter? Like, why is my daughter crying hysterically? And I was like, yeah, I got the same thing that, you know, she had. And she's like, oh my, like, and it's so funny. Like, I'm sure you experienced it too, where, you know, the, like the voice change when they hear, right. They're like, oh, yeah. what's wrong? And then they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. Right, totally. Like, all right, come on. I get it. I appreciate yeah. it. Like, right. <laughs> After yelling at you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, it, it is. And it's, it's so interesting to see how it's also like, it's crazy. Once you have it, or once you're like, introduced to it, it's crazy how common cancer is like, yeah, I, like you knew so many, I mean, obviously, we're in the world, but like, it's just so crazy, because you don't think it'll ever happen. Like, it's right. Wild. It's, and there's a big, uh, there's actually like, kind of, uh, I don't know if it's like an investigation, but people are looking into it. So I, I grew on a block that only had, I think, eight homes. It was a cul-de-sac and okay. six of the eight had cancer. That's yeah. crazy. So, wow. And every Leukemia can- or all different types? Uh, all different types, but most of them were not like, were not the normal time frame for that person to have cancer, right? Like I was old for my leukemia. There was a very yeah. older guy who had leukemia where he was too old. Someone else had prostate cancer at an age they shouldn't have had it. And it was just all these different... Again, six out of eight—that's a lot. And like, that's crazy. It's a uh, it's a crazy experience, and you know, I never obviously thought it was going to happen, and I never thought it was going to happen again. Um, yeah, but it was kind of it was kind of a good refresher, I guess. You know, like to kind of <laughs> keep me on track, right? Like, hey, I, yeah, I, a good I, reminder. <laughs> yeah, there was probably other ways it could have been done, but you know, sure, whatever. Sure. <laughs> uh, reminder of your why. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so that's amazing. Though I'm like so happy you're feeling you're feeling good. Thank you. Yeah, same to you. This is awesome. I mean, like thank I'm you. blown away about you know, my, like my biggest thing is like again, like what we you're talking about, how you know, mm-hmm. in my opinion, we are lucky in, in some capacity, and I don't mean that to be insensitive to the, those like that didn't make it, but it's just like yeah, think of the difference you're making. Like, like even mm-hmm. if you talk to five people out of every episode or five people listen that's still almost 200 people yeah or that is 200 yeah. People. yeah yeah like so yeah no it's amazing it's truly amazing and like i've just even the people i've connected with and like all the guests it's been so amazing everyone's story is like similar but so different you right. know and it's just so it's amazing like hearing them and just like this is what i needed after you know like just listening to like people doing well yeah. Because the only book when I was when I was sick was um, uh, was Lance Armstrong's book. That was like the only cancer mm-hmm. book, right? Which yeah. this is before everything came out about him. So I remember like my one of my grandpas being like, "Like, do you know what free will is? Like, do you understand? Like, you can there is some capacity mm-hmm. in you to like kind of drive yourself." And I'm like, "Yeah, like whatever, Grandpa. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know what that means, but I should have <laughs> read it, <laughs> and I ended up reading it, you know, later in life, and yeah." Um, you know, I, again, my thought was like, I want to write a book, uh, you know, kind of about my story. And then I also think like, yeah. I don't know if there is, or if there, there should be like, you know, there should be a book with like short stories of different types of cancers. Cause like, yeah. you know, like the only book was about testicular cancer, not what I had. The only book I read right. about leukemia was Sadako and that didn't work out. Right. Like yeah, That did not work out. No, that's so, not a positive one. <laughs> so that's why I think it's awesome about like this, these podcasts where so many different types and some of them I didn't even know existed. Yeah. Me yeah. either. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
Thank so you. Did, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Nice. Did you have to, uh, did you get a port as well? I did. I had a port. Yeah. Yeah. That just one. Yeah. Just yeah. one. I got same thing. I got very lucky with just one. There was uh, kids in the hospital that were on like number 10. Cause their oh my body God, really? Cause rejecting they... <gasps> it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. I didn't even like know that's a, a thing. I mean, wow. who knows? Back in the day, it could have been like a rubber band and like a bottle cap that was stuck yeah. inside of me, right? Who knows? <laughs> That's but... what it felt like. It was so weird. That's what right. it felt like. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I luckily only had one, and it was great. Like, I'm so happy. I, I mean, I didn't have the option. Honestly, they were like, "All right, you're going to report tomorrow." Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same. I literally same. Had, I didn't know what it was. was yeah. Like, okay. Um, like, we're going to stick this hook in you for now yeah. on. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. I'm just going to like stab yeah. you in the. Yeah. Like, okay yeah um well justin i'm so happy you came on and i'm like so happy i met you and i'm just so excited to like see what you do if people like want to reach out can they at all if they have like questions or anything like that yeah absolutely i uh i should have thought of this i know you asked me that exact question on what is the i mean i I guess instagram but i have the boringest i think i have nine pictures up and they're the closest ones from six months ago so if they want to hit me up on instagram they can i'm on it yeah yeah i'm on it i just like yeah it's i'm not a i'm not really that's fine yeah yeah what is it just in case people want to reach out if they've experienced something somewhere it's uh at said and done uh, so at oh. my last name and then D-O-N-E. To be honest, I was wondering what your Instagram, what the name was. Like, I didn't understand. I was like, what is this name? Yeah, it was, <laughs> it came up in the bar like 10 years ago. And I'm like, oh, all right, this works. Let me set up my <laughs> handle. Yeah. So. I love it. All right. And yeah. I'll spell it out. Like how your last name is spelled in the episode description. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Maddie. Thank you so much. This has been awesome. Thank I think it's, you. I think it's. I can't say it enough. I think it's awesome what you're doing. And like, you Thank know, you so I am much. so appreciative to be on here and that to kind of talk my perspective a little bit. Um, yeah. I, I really appreciate you, especially working with the time zone difference. Of course. Yeah. No problem at all. Thank you. I appreciate you. You're all doing right. amazing work. Thank you, Maddie. I'll talk to you Thank soon. You. I'll talk to you soon. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Cancer Actually Fucking Sucks, the podcast where we get down to the nitty gritty of what actually happens before, during, and after cancer. Hosted by me, Madison Pollock. Follow along for updates and guests on Facebook and Instagram at Cancer Actually Sucks Podcast.